generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Amen. Who's ready? Okay. So no need to get ready. We should just <laughs> be going. Amen. Um, I'm going to take a reading from uh, Second Chronicles, verse 27. Just go there real quick. It's a brief reading about, this, uh, it's a story of a young king. All right, Second Chronicles chapter 27 from verse 1. It's a story of Jotham. It says here that Jotham was 25 years old when he became king. Some of us are like young, right? And he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Jerusha, the son of Zadok. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Uzziah had done. Although he didn't enter the temple of the Lord, we'll just, I'll just give us a quick um, story or the backstory story uh, before um, Jotham came into power. So Uzziah was um, a king of Jerusalem just before, um, just before Jotham. And before this time, uh, before uh, Jotham came into power, King Uzziah did, also did right in the sight of the Lord, as we understand. But he did one thing wrong, and the Lord struck him. He became leprous, and he was sent uh, aside, and he later on died. And that was when Jotham came into power. Right? He, said, uh, he said he did right according to all that his father Uzziah had done. So he followed his father's footsteps. He said, what the word says, that he, but the people acted corruptly. But he said, but still, the people acted corruptly. I will get to that in a bit. He says, he built the upper gate of the house of the Lord, and he built extensively on the wall of Ophel. He says, moreover, he built cities in the mountains of Judah, and in the forests, he built fortresses and towers. A lot of building. A lot of building. He says he also fought with the king of the Ammonites and defeated them. And the people of Ammon gave him in that year 100 talents of silver. It also says he gave them, they gave him 10,000 cores of wheat and 10,000 of barley. It says the people of Ammon. <laughs> Guys, I'm not Pedams. So... <laughs> I certainly have my notes, and they are all here. Um, but I just want to um, encourage us, Major. That's why I'm here, to encourage us and to, ex, uh, to expose us to the power of preparation and how important it is to, pre to be prepared. Right? So I just want to start by asking um, us individually if we can answer or answer to ourselves, um, how has 2020 been for you? The first thing I saw was a shaking head. Wow. Some people are like, all more, or more. <laughs> Some people are like, M-A-D-O. 
right? I, I'm, I'm, cert I'm certain for most of us, many of us, um, it didn't go as planned. It didn't go as we thought it, will, it would, right? Uh, but as um, Peter had already encouraged us, and I just want to say this again, that all things are working together for our good. All things, even the things that you planned for and didn't come to pass, they are still working for your good. If the things that you thought were going to happen but didn't happen, they are still working together for your good. Uh, you plan to get married, you plan to build your own house, you plan to finish school, you plan to travel abroad, but it didn't work out. Understand this, God is sovereign and he understands all things. He knows the end from the beginning and he is working all of the things that you thought we're going to be is working all of those things to and for your good. It is going to end in good. Amen. But what do we need to do in uh, the middle, in between where we stand now and where we are going and where God wants us to go to, where God wants us to get to? The, 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 the distance between that space, the difference between where we are right now and where we are going to is how prepared we are. Amen. It's how prepared we are. So let's ask ourselves this question. How prepared are we? Then what are we preparing for? Um, some of us may feel, and we've heard this so, uh, go around so many times about 2020 is over. Let's just pack up and go. Let's, can 2020 just end already? Can we just move on? We what? We move. But I need us to understand something. That the fact that a thing has been seemingly bad, because we already have an understanding that all things are working together, but the fact that it may not have, have looked that way from the beginning doesn't mean that it's going to end badly. It doesn't mean that it's not going to work out. It doesn't mean that that's the end of it. it God is too deliberate for you to fail. He's intentional about your success. He's intentional about how far you go. He's intentional about how well you do. It's not just how far you go, but how well you do. How right you are. Amen. Amen. It says here that, in, in the uh, scripture we just read, it says that Jotham did what was right in the sight of the Lord. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. And then verse 6 says that he prepared. He became mighty. Why? Because he prepared. And that just goes to show us how powerful preparation is. Preparation brings us to the place of might. Preparation brings us to the place of dominance, the place of authority, the place where we can boldly say that the Lord has helped us through in preparing. It's, it's not just about faith in it and speaking it it's also how much you do in between. It's how much and how much work you put in, how much effort you put together in making that thing come to pass. That thing that's been said over you, those promises, those prophecies, the difference between you achieving them and you being at the same place that you had been before the prophecy or when the prophecy came is how prepared you became or how much you prepared to enter into that prophecy, into that promise. Amen? Right, so let's, let's just look at the word uh, prepare itself. What does it mean to prepare? Prepare. Two words, two syllables. Our English teachers, are we here? Amen. Please help me if I'm sister. 
Sister Bimbo, I see you. <laughs> prepare. What does it mean to prepare? To prepare is two words, pre and pair. Now let's, let's just put them together uh, aside and look at them. It says um, pre is before, prior to, beforehand. To pair means to cut or to peel. Uh, I don't know how many chefs are in the building or how many of us um, are really good in the kitchen. There's a particular, uh, if you have a set of knives, although in this day and age, apart from bread knife and what? Chicken knife. That's all. <laughs> well, it, uh, as a chef uh, or in, in cooking in the kitchen, there's a, there are different types of knives for different types of things. So there's the know what the names are <laughs> I didn't I'm not a chef and <laughs> but there's the, the there's a knife that you used to chop that's what you used to chop there's the one you used to dice there's one you used to cut there is one particular knife and that's the paring knife that paring knife is used to cut used to peel it's very slim I, I just looked up on it and I saw something that it says it says it's an all-purpose knife so in, uh, that's the paring knife now, not, not anything else, just the paring knife. It's an all-purpose knife. It's very slim and it's smooth. It cuts around, it peels smoothly, and it's, it's all-purpose. You can use it for as much, anything that needs to be cut, anything that needs to be peeled, you can use that knife. So to pair is to cut. So to prepare is to cut beforehand, to cut before the time, to cut before you get into the point where you went, want to get to or the point that you have been called into. Uh, so I'm just using kitchen analogies today uh, because I think, probably because <laughs> uh, during the lockdown I did a lot of kitchen stuff. <laughs> I became a chef by myself. <laughs> um, so when you want to prepare or when I wanted to prepare fried rice or a certain type of fried rice uh, that had a lot of I'm not, my intention is not to make anyone hungry. Just, just follow me, follow me. Um, we, um, in, in that process, and those, for those of us that really cook, there is a lot of dicing and cutting and putting aside. You have to cut the carrots, cut the, I mean, generally vegetables, green peppers, green beans, and all of that. When you cut those things, you put them aside. And in that, pro I mean, the end game is what? Fried rice, right? Want to fry the rice. We want to make fried rice. In that process, you cut certain things beforehand. Right? So how does that relate to us and our lives as believers, as individuals? Certain things in our lives right now are supposed to be cut aside and kept. Certain things are already supposed to be peeled off. You're supposed to look at a thing and peel around it to reveal what is actually inside it. Some of the things in our lives are supposed to be revealed to us as a whole, but to really get out of it, to get what you need out of it, you need to cut it, you need to cut it, you need to dice it, you need to separate it, break it up into little portions. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's, let's just look uh, today, let's just look at our lives and look at those things that need to be cut around. Look at the things that need to be chopped up. Look at the things that need to be separated. Uh, <laughs> right? Some of us need to cut out certain portions of our time to pray more. Some of us need to cut out certain portions of our, of our, uh, of our lives 
at our workplace to just pray in the spirit for direction. Some of us need to cut out uh, certain uh, aspects of uh, people in our lives that are distractions. Amen. Some of us need to cut away from certain habits, certain things that we already do. Amen. Some of us just need to do that. And, and that's in doing that, you have to do that before you can get to the point that God has called you into. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Amen. So in doing all of this, uh, to what end? What is that uh, place that we are going to? Um, in just looking at um, how Olympians prepare for a race, let's say, for instance, a 100-meter dash. Olympics hold every four years, right? But I understand that many of these guys, in those four years, are cutting things apart, putting themselves together just for 100 meters. I, I don't know how many of us know how short 100 meters is. Less than 10 seconds. The world records that have been broken for the... I mean, for the past four or five Olympics, I've been less than 10 seconds. So you are using four years to prepare for just 10 seconds. Are we seeing the importance of, taking, of cutting out time, of cutting out certain aspects of your lives, of cutting out certain habits like eating junk food to run that race? You can't just, you can't just run 100 meters and uh, your diet is composed of burgers and fries and milkshakes. No, it won't work. So they had to cut that out. So in preparation, preparation allows you or gives you room to sacrifice. It takes a high level of sacrifice to be prepared. It takes a high level of discipline, not just discipline, but self-discipline. So you're not showing it out there, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and then at the back of the room, you're unwrapping one Chicken Republic burger. No. You are doing the things that need to be done for you to get to the point that you are going. Amen? That's in the power of preparation. You, you, in, in doing that, you're not just doing that for yourselves. You are getting your body ready. So it's not just for your mind now. It's also for your body. So it goes to tell me that our physical state is important in place of preparation. Amen? How we reason, how we put ourselves together is important for preparation. Amen? So why don't we prepare? So we know that, oh, all things are working together for our good. Our year is going to be a glorious year, a fruitful year. Exponential expansion all around. We are growing higher and higher in leaps and in bounds. But to prepare takes a lot from us. So why don't we do it? Why is it difficult? I was going, I'm just going to state a few things. Uh, that there are, ma there are many things, to be honest. There are many things that don't enable us to prepare or prepare properly. And one of those things is procrastination. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Procrastination. Procrastination defrauds you of your time. So it steals time away from you in the hopes of giving you time 
in the future. It's a lie. Procrastination is a deceptive tool that gives you time in the future that you actually don't have. So it robs you of the present and promises to pay you in the future, but in the future, it is now too late. So you've lost time and you've even lost the ability to prepare because in preparation, timing is extremely essential. I give the analogy of uh, using four years to prepare for 10 seconds. When Jesus was born, he lived 30 years to do ministry for just three years. He wasn't just sitting. He was preparing himself. He prayed. He read. He did work. Jesus didn't have to work, but he worked. He learned a trade, became a carpenter. So in all of that, we need to understand and see the dimension of work in preparation. So the fact that we're not doing anything now doesn't mean that we cannot get prepared. Amen? We can still prepare even when we don't, have, we don't know what we are doing at the moment. You can still prepare towards what God has called you to. I'm going to highlight a few ways we're going to do that in the next service. But let's just look at a few more things that cause us to fail to plan or to prepare or to get ready. Another thing is pain from the past. I did it before. It didn't work. I planned this year now. And then COVID-19 happened. <laughs> I had plans. I had plans. I had plans. And so how far are the plans now? Um, I don't know. COVID-19 happened. This happened. I lost this one. I lost that one. The deal didn't come through. But, and that, that can cause a certain level of pain, of hurt in us. But we need to understand something. That that pain is also working for your progress. You don't need to stay in the place of pain. You need to progress from that point and move to a point where the prophecy is working for you, where the promises are in effect in your life. Staying in the place of pain or in the place of um, self-torture is a trap of the enemy because it causes you to wallow in your pain while the world is still moving, while things are still happening. It's a trap. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. The pain of the past. It says uh, in Ecclesiastes 11.4, it says, whoever watches the wind will not plant. It says, whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. So when you look at the wind, by the way, how is COVID-19 COVID spread? The wind. So if you look at, oh, COVID-19 is outside, I can't do this. Oh, this is happening. Oh, the lockdown. Oh, this, oh, that. There is too much wisdom in us through God to be stuck in a place because of one thing that the same God that gave you the power to work made. God made the winds. So he didn't make you, he didn't make the winds for you to be stuck in the winds. He made the winds to carry you. So the winds don't keep you stuck in a place. It's supposed to carry you. So it says here that who, he who observes the wind will not sow. So if he's looking at the wind, oh, it's blowing, oh, it's blowing, oh. Man, people are, this, this virus is spreading. Things are happening. I can't go on right now. But what if we go to our private place and just seek the face of God, even in the midst of the storm, 
He's that peace. How does he give you that peace? He gives you revelation. He gives you a new way. He doesn't keep you stuck in a place. He creates a new path. He says he makes a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. A desert is a dry place. He makes water to flow from a dry place. He gives you something out of nothing. That is the God that we serve. He says who, he who regards the clouds will not reap. So if you look at the clouds and you're waiting uh, the, the clouds uh, bring, is they bring out the rain. You can't just wait and say, oh, the rain is about to fall. I can't go out there and just start harvesting my crops. It's going to spoil my crops. But the Lord says, move now. Move now. Don't wait. Move now. Now is the time to make that move. Now is the time to wait on me. Now is the time to receive that which I'm telling you to do. Amen. And one more thing just before I go is uh, another way that we fail to plan or another reason why we don't plan is positive projections. Positive projections. Not just positive affirmations, but positive projections like it is well. God is in control. God is working it out for me. Uh, sometimes some of us look at those things as faith affirmations. But the mistake that we make sometimes is that we sit back and wait for God to do something. But he's not doing that thing without you moving. He has done it already. He's just telling you that, oh, I've done this thing. I'm waiting for you to work it out. I'm waiting for you to come into that place that I've worked out for you already. It says faith without works is dead. So you can't just keep working, uh, uh, keep making those proclamations, which in some... Uh, in some quarters, is seen as Christianese. You don't just make those affirmations. You walk towards it. Amen. Amen. Another, another um, way or another reason why we don't uh, plan is because we are unsure or we are uncertain of the future. But we need to look to the God who holds the future. The God who owns the world who has guided you into the path that you have come to that you have come this far is only by God's grace and for you to go ahead is also only by his grace only by his power and that power he has given unto you already he has called you his own he's guiding you through the path that you're supposed to take amen who believes that who believes God is working in them the word says that God works in you so God is working so why are you not working God works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He's the one who has placed that power in you. So he's saying, my son, my daughter, go on. Make that move. Get ready. Put all you need to do together. Pray. We're going to get to that in the second service. Pray. Put yourself together. When I speak about uh, the ways to get yourself prepared. Amen. Amen. Glory to God, who was blessed by the word. Hallelujah. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.